Joining us now, Star Guard with the Brisbane Bullets and, of course, a long-term member of the Boomers National Program as well and historic uh, Boomers team, we should say, at the Tokyo Olympics. Nathan Sobe. Sobes, uh, I, I've got to be honest, I've been hassling you. I've been, a, I've been a pest for the last few weeks, so I'm glad that we could uh, we could knock this out tonight. Nah, I'm glad we could finally uh, jump on and get it done. It's been a uh, pretty busy last few weeks um, traveling around and stuff, so back home now and uh yeah bit of downtime able to get it done which is good yeah i told you we'll get to basketball but i told you i was a little bit jealous i haven't been overseas uh since i moved back to australia when things started to get a little bit crazy so i was seeing your social media and it looked like a pretty pretty nice trip for the family over in the u.s yeah absolutely i mean uh, warm weather this time of the year especially (laughs) um so yeah to get over there and um spend some time with the family and um, travel around a little bit was uh yeah it was uh great we loved it uh i did see you were back on the basketball court as well so if we just start with your health status uh, I, I spoke to sam mckinnon probably with about three four weeks to go in the nbl season and even at that point he said look we're not sure whether nathan's going to play um but we're pretty optimistic with sort of the long-term status of his knee where he's at uh what ended up happening? I mean, we know you shut down the season. That wasn't a huge surprise, but where are you at and what was the process? Yeah, so obviously um, some bone bruising in the knee there and um, we thought with a little bit of time that it would um, sort of gradually go away. So that's the hence we took a little break during the season and then tried to come back and sort of minute restrict it and see if we could gradually build up more and more week by week. But I came back in that first week and... Um, Got through the first game half decent and then second game um, just didn't feel great a um, few times on the court and um, I pulled up um, pretty bad and just went and got reassessed from the doctors and um, it had gotten worse again. So uh, it was just time and smart for me at the point I'm in in my career and um, if I rushed it back again, there was potential that it could play a big part moving forward and especially with the club and re-signing for another three years they didn't think it was in their best interest as well so um decided to shut it down for the rest of the year so that i could um rehab that and and try and let that sort of bone um heal and do its thing and um just slowly like you said slowly starting to come out of that now and um just taking it step by step um but it's yeah it's still a slow process and introducing everything back on court and stuff like that yeah, what is, what is the you know best case scenario in terms of timeline? Obviously, you've still got a bit of time here before you guys will, will get together and, and get ready to start the season, but you feel on track for late September-ish? Yeah, so uh, obviously pre-season with the group will start um, August 1st um, around that date. And um, yeah, the goal for me and working with the team, um, physios and uh doctors and stuff is just to be ready by that first game October 1st and they're um, pretty confident that I'll be ready by that Um, but it's just all about doing all the right things now and not trying to push it when I'll probably want to and (laughs) probably shouldn't so it's just that mental mental side of it and just trying to hold back on all that that was going to be my next question are you are you a patient uh, rehabber would you say (laughs) Um, I would definitely say not usually, but um, just over time with this injury and seeing what happened when I tried to rush it, rush it back the first time, um, just sort of put some perspective in my mind that if I do rush it back, then it's kind of risking everything moving forward. So I have been a lot better. 
Uh, obviously, some some days better than others, but um, yeah, I think I'm doing a pretty decent job of it now. Uh, you mentioned the contract, so and you spoke about this, like when you when you did sign, and family was a big part of it. Was there? Any question marks over that in terms of being in Brisbane for a few years? We know that there would have been demand for a player uh, like yourself, it's certainly here in, in the NBL. What, what was the process and any any consideration of, of perhaps going back to Adelaide or something like that? Um, I mean, agents are always going to explore the market and see what's um, available and um, what's in the best interest with, uh, I guess, um, teams, rosters and who suits who and whatnot. But Overall, me and my family love it here in Brisbane. Um, this is home for us now, and um, we've got a great support around us here, um, even though our family's down south. But um, we definitely love it up here and love the people that we've got involved with us. So we, we were very happy to be able to get it done long term. Yeah, just from an on-court perspective, then when you did sign, you did it pretty quickly. Uh, there's still plenty of holes in the roster and the, you know, Sam's spoken about it and they're working through that. Um, I would say you strike me certainly as one of the more competitive players in the league. So when you sign so early, you mentioned family, a big part of that from the on-court stuff. Uh, how comfortable are you with what the team can potentially put together uh, this off season? Yeah. I mean, I think we've got a lot of um, talent coming in, obviously young guys coming out of college and um, all that sort of thing. So to have some energy from that aspect, um, both on and off the floor, I think is great for a couple of us older guys that are already there and people that have been around the club for a while. Um, and then also um, I think Sam mentioned it as well, just hitting the market with the, the imports and really nailing that is going to be a huge part for us moving forward. Do you get involved at all? Do you try and, uh, whether it's working with Sam or uh, using your own connections, how involved are you in that sort of process? Does it interest you? I mean, there's always those communications that you have, obviously being um, one of the elder guys on the team now um, and just talking to Sam and, and the club and people who are involved in that process and JD um, and the assistants as well. It's just having a little chat every now and then just seeing where we're at and, and what it's looking like. But I mean, I've got um, all the uh, trust and that in the, in their hands um, that they'll, they'll put something together. I think we've done a pretty good job of the last few years, bringing in guys like uh, Vic, Rob and um, Lamar the year before that. Um, I think that um, they've done a great job of that. So there's definitely a lot of trust in that and, and knowing that they can, they can bring some, some pretty good talent. To Brisbane. Yeah, if we go back two seasons ago when you had obviously the great year, uh, it, watching Brisbane, I was always looking at it and thinking, well, it just it felt, and it's not a disrespect to any other players in the team, but it felt like, well, if, if Soap says 35, Brisbane's a, a chance to win this game. And it did feel like you needed a little more help in terms of potentially the backcourt. Do you look at that and say, yeah, I would love one of those potentially import spots or a, a little more help sharing that ball handling duty and perhaps not so much pressure on your shoulders? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Me and Jace talk about that pretty regularly. Um, having someone come in at the point guard position and play alongside us and just take a bit of that, um, like you said, pressure um, and I guess uh, a little bit of a break here and there, um, I think would go a, a huge way. Um, and I think that's the plan moving forward. Um, so hopefully we can, we can bring someone in like that. Uh, how's the relationship with James Duncan? Uh, you know, we saw a couple of new coaches that came into the league and, and I didn't really get a chance. I only spoke to him once or twice, but uh, he's certainly 
off the court he's very it's quiet and calm and well-mannered I would say and then we did see him fire up a little bit what's the relationship like with him and uh, well, how would you describe him? Yeah, I've got a um, great relationship with JD and um, he's obviously a great person. Um, like you said, he's there's moments where he's pretty quiet and whatnot off the court, but um, he's a funny guy. He likes to joke around, have fun um, when we're working out and all that sort of stuff. He's got a sense of humor with that, but um, he knows, yeah, obviously when it's time for business and for the games, there's a little flick of a switch there and he's locked in and trying to, I guess, do whatever he can to try and get our, help us get a win. Um, one of the guys who did get back, and you would know him pretty well, Harry Froelin, who had a, uh, a pretty good season last year with Illawarra. Perhaps he's looking for, for more opportunities uh, with you guys. Is that one of the players you mentioned when you talk about the additions you've had? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Harry's proven um, since his first year that the talent's there and um, he, he's got what it takes as a, as a player in this league. Uh, he's a great passer, shooter, um, big body, can bang around. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm excited for what he did last year and, and moving forward about him continually growing. And um, I think he can be a huge part of what we're doing moving forward. Do you watch a lot of basketball? That's when, when you're not playing? Um, not a huge amount, um, more watch the AFL than anything. Um, but yeah, obviously with the two little ones and stuff, um, yeah, I don't watch a whole <laughs> heap of basketball. I do watch a lot during the season of just our league and, um, a bunch of Euro league stuff, but, um, I don't watch a whole heap of the NBA until it's playoffs really. Um, apart from games, I try to flick on if they're, um, if I'm home and it works out with, um, Patty and Joe and them guys playing, um, I try and watch as much as that as I can. I did mention that because I was watching uh, Boston play summer league today, and uh, your old teammate Robert Franks was uh, did did some nice things with those guys. But uh, just when you look at even the summer league, I'm curious for your perspective being in the NBL for as long as you have, in terms of the overall talent, it does it, it is crazy to me to turn on summer league and literally every single game that's on, there's two or three familiar faces from the NBL. Do you, do you think about that or how do you notice the the level has, has risen? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, going from my first couple of years here where it was kind of non-existent um, to where it is now, where you're seeing so many guys that you play against and know that are um, getting those opportunities. Um, yeah. It just goes to show how, how far the league's come and how good it is um, for all the teams. Uh, you don't just have those, couple of teams that have a couple of guys that go and do it most teams um can produce guys that go to that level and make an impact um i've seen some things that jack white did the other day as well and um yeah it's just super cool to see guys like that that when they get the opportunity be able to prove themselves that that most guys are able to play at that level yeah i mentioned your competitiveness before and we had for the boomers games last week in melbourne uh, we had cg on the broadcast who by the way was He's, he's very he said he was nervous before the game he's but made for that i think i think he's got a career after <laughs> basketball for sure that's exactly right that's what i said but uh he mentioned with the boomers i think uh case asked him you know, about the world cup and the the olympics and go and cg said well i'm not really thinking about it he's like but i wasn't thinking about it last campaign because i didn't expect i would make the team either yeah. i mean what you even this boomers team with you mentioned guys like jack white that haven't been a part of it before will mcdowell white's playing so well uh, do you look ahead do you think about that at all no nah, not really especially for me right now like rehabbing is all the like basketball wise that's all that's on my mind um really um and yeah like i said with the same sort of thing as bubble said that 
last year I didn't even get picked to be in that squad. So it's kind of one of those things that you just like, just let it take care of itself um, and see what happens. But um, the, the talent within Australia to pick for those games is going to be tough no matter what. Um, like you said, there's so many guys playing at such a high level. Um, so when it comes to that selection time, it's, it's pretty hard. Well, this is actually, this is good. We've got uh, two guests on the, on the podcast today. Um, please talk to him. My please talk to him. Hello. So, um, for those that are listening, uh, Sobs's uh, daughter has uh, jumped on the podcast as well, which is superb. Uh, what about you? What about the does the media stuff interest you? Does coaching interest you? Not that you've got you obviously just signed a three year deal, but do you think about that at all? Um, I mean, part of me it does. Uh, when I was in college, that was like on the front of my mind all the time is I just wanted to be a coach because um, I didn't know where basketball was going to take me after college. Obviously, I'd, I had to go the long route. Um, but, yeah, I mean, when I was in college, that's all I really wanted to do, just be around that sort of environment and, and be a coach. And um, it's starting to come back to me more more and more as I get a little bit older as um, I sort of put more, I guess, time into thinking about what I'm going to do um, after basketball. But, yeah, being involved with basketball, especially straight out of finishing playing, is something that I, I think I want to be involved in. And then for your playing career, there is so much that you've done along the way. We already mentioned the Olympics and those types of things. Do you have anything that you strongly feel like you need to tick off? Like, is there anything that really, really burns you at this point? Yeah, I mean, I, obviously, I want to win an NBL championship. I've said it for a couple of years now. And, um, just that that's one thing that sticks to me and, and keeps coming to mind that um, I want to accomplish, especially before I finish playing for sure. Um, obviously it's not easy, um, but yeah, it's just, that's the main thing that keeps, keeps like coming to the front of my mind every some, single year. I just keep thinking about it. So that's definitely a goal of mine moving forward. Um, so hopefully we can, we can put together a great group this year and give it a red hot crack. Just on that and building teams, and putting talent together. And you already mentioned the importance, you know, certainly for a team like Brisbane and really nailing those imports. And, and you've got some great locals that have come aboard. Uh, this isn't a new conversation, but I, I remember even uh, towards the end of the season, again, talking to Sam and just asking him about budgetary stuff. And he said, look, there are some limitations for a team like us. And then folks, uh, guy you've, you've played with before. So I think, you know, a bit of friendly banter within teams, which I kind of like when he mentioned that Sydney weren't at the top of the team spending. Do you see any value or would you have any value of not necessarily individual player spending uh, uh, contracts? Because I understand why they would be pushed back, but total team spending being public. Do, is there any value to that? I mean, yes and no. I mean, there is value for the some everyday guys that don't understand the difference between how much one of the teams might spend to the other. Um, it just might give them a peace of mind. Like, Oh, right. Like this team is spending whatever it is like a million dollars less than this team or whatever. Like who knows the figure, but um, yeah, I think it for the, for that sort of thing with the everyday person that doesn't really understand it as much. And then on the other side, obviously, um, the people that do know what's going on, I, I think they understand and they know and they can see um, that it's pretty clear what's going on um, with the picture that's being. And you can see, I guess, who's getting 
how many imports, who's the type of imports at all three positions or at all three of them are you getting? Um, does it drop off a lot? Sort of things like that um, can sort of like people that know the game of basketball can sort of understand that. Uh, I mentioned Summer League and uh, one of the guys that's not playing in Summer League, but I even just saw some social media stuff here. Uh, again, a teammate of yours, he played with a lot, Bainty's back on the court. And, you know, you talk about, Australian basketball community coming together and wanting to see something. It's been pretty cool to see how um, excited and happy and emotional people are to see him back working out. You've obviously been close to the situation. I don't know whether you spoke to him recently, but um, how have you felt seeing him back out there? Yeah, I mean, seeing from what it was, the injury, the um, how he was operating, I guess, coming back to Australia um, and then what it looked like for him and how many countless hours he's put into the physios, to the rehab um, is pretty crazy and sightseeing that you, you see him back on the court working out. It's kind of like a miracle, but you're just like, well, he's done a great job of himself to get himself to where he is again now. And um, I've seen him working out in the gym and all that sort of stuff and seen all the effort he's put in, um, obviously he lives in Brisbane now. So I've been able to catch up with him and spend some time with him and see the progress of it a little bit more. And to be able to see that um, from what it was to what it is now is pretty special. Uh, obviously for good reason. Uh, his sight so certainly from what we're hearing is at the NBA and that, that would be obviously incredible. You would have known there's people talking about Bainsey to Brisbane all the time. Do you just say to him, listen, big fella, I, I, would, I would love to be throwing you some lobs, getting the ball to you down low at all? I, I try not to bring it on <laughs> yeah. too much, obviously, like, because obviously everyone's saying it and whatever, yeah. and, or even saying that he, like, about trying to get him into the NBL. But, I mean, I'm, I'd be lying to say that I wouldn't love trying to do – I wouldn't love playing with him and doing that sort of stuff. Um, so I have sort of thrown a couple of hints across every now and then just to be like, hey, look, whatever happens or whatever happens with you in the NBA and trying to get back. And I hope it all happens for him because he deserves it. But if there's a slight chance that we do end up trying to get him in Brisbane or whatever, then, I mean, I'd definitely love to play with him. Uh, now I did mention life after uh, your playing career. I was curious to see whether you'd say that your experience as a doctor could uh, help you out in a post career as well. This was one of the, this was, this was one of the great stories. I was, I'm curious and look, people have spoken about it and obviously given the situation, I'm not trying to make light of it, but this was part of the story where you were able to find your way into a hospital. I, I assume this is all accurate. And I was curious about the, the level of security or was the, uh, was the costume so good that it was difficult for the security guards to deny? There was definitely no costume. We just had to explain that we were part of the team to try and help out um to try yeah. and get in there and whatever i think the context of it got taken out a little bit of actually dressing up as doctors and whatnot but um we definitely had to say we were there to try and help him just so we could get him his medal and stuff like that um speaking of your own medal this is another thing that the australian basketball community came uh together for you were able to get it back i I imagine, honestly, this is a pretty stressful thing. I mean, this is a historic achievement and something that would have meant a lot to you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was shocking to come home from my last game playing, actually, before I uh, shut down the season. So it was pretty wild times and it was actually flooding in Brisbane. So we were um, trying to uh, figure out everything and stuff. Obviously, they broke into the house. But, um, yeah, to have that go missing after 
I guess, just going through the whole process of it all and how fun it was and um, to be able to be part of that history and stuff. Uh, it definitely was shocking, but ultimately the uh, medal, um, no one was going to be able to do anything with it. Uh, it's not worth anything to anyone else, but just the fact that someone has gone through your kids stuff and all that stuff was worse than I guess the medal. So that um, that was more on my mind when it happened than anything else. Uh, just last one for you. So you've mentioned the, the timeline and you'll start to try and ramp things up, but you know, what, how, how does that look? What does that look like specifically in terms of getting back to a point where you can scrimmage play five on five? Yeah. So right now it's, it's mainly just, we're doing, we're going to put together some, I guess, um, drills of me getting used to um, techniques before I start running again. So I guess, landing techniques, taking off techniques, um, just so that uh, mechanically we've got everything in line uh, moving forward and trying to uh, keep that as best as we can. So uh, I can't really say I'll be scrimmaging in two weeks or one month or whatever. It's kind of like once I pass this step, then I'll go on to the next one and then I'll start running in straight lines again. So there, there's a fair process to it all. Um, so, yeah, I've still got a long way to go, but um, if I can continue to recover great um, and, and keep doing what I'm doing in the gym and stuff, uh, hopefully, uh, fingers crossed, I'll be ready pretty soon. Well, we love it, mate. Watching the bullets uh, was weird. It was weird last year without you out there. So, hopefully, um, you're good to go for the start of the season. Not playing. It was weird not playing, that's for sure. Uh, that's right exactly right and uh it's a normal start this season hopefully no hiccups along the way which will be uh i'm sure for you guys as players just haven't been able to settle into a routine a normal schedule a nice trip to new zealand perhaps uh will yeah be nice. absolutely i mean starting back in october is actually yeah we're looking forward to it obviously the the way it was was because of what was going on and you had to do what you had to do but now that we can somewhat bring it back and get back to what it was it's pretty exciting to that it's just around the corner beautiful mate really appreciate your time like i said i was absolutely a pest on the road to this so i'm glad we could i'm glad we could i wasn't it too out. good with timing for you anyway i kept <laughs> saying i was able to do it and then i wasn't so all no. good uh, it's a pleasure thanks again mate.